Hey guys, and welcome to We Talk Books, and we're talking books today. Yes, we are. I'm Jana. I'm Derek. And right now, we're going to be talking about just like current reads and like thoughts or like books we read. Just This is just going to be a pondering episode of like books. <laughs> a look, a look. A look back, back and and slightly forward. Slightly back, slightly forward. <laughs> Do that motion. Um, great next exercises. But anyway, so I read twelve books in January. <laughs> I read six. Ooh, so, which is good. That's really good. Yeah, because that's that's a lot of books if you read six books a month. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty. I no, I'd I, be really happy with six. Yeah. yeah. I... <laughs> Like, I would. I would we'll still miss, be... I would we'll still, miss double that over well, here. Well, yeah, but I would still be really happy with it. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I was surprised. I looked yeah. back and I was like, oh, all right then. Yeah, I don't want to be like, that's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But it, it is. is. Yeah, there's, there's a few that I feel like I want to, like, point people to. So, I really liked... I'm going to totally butcher her name, but her name is Rupi Kaur. She wrote... A Milk and Honey, like Milk and Honey, and then I just read her second book that's called The Sun and Her Flowers, which they're all about basically like the female experience, but she writes through poems, and if you can hear my cat in the background, I'm so sorry. (laughs) He decided right now was the absolute perfect time to eat as loud as possible. (laughs) Um... But anyway, yeah, so she writes poems about the female experience. It's all very, like, impactful. I know a lot of people don't like modern poetry. And, like, to be fair, I'm not, like, someone who goes out and finds it everywhere. But I really like that. And I read another poetry book this month called The Poet X, which is written in, um, oh, God, what's it called? It's, um, like, spoken word. It's mm. it's written in spoken word. Um, so the author reads the audiobook, and she is a spoken word poet in real life, I'm guessing, uh, as opposed to fictionally. And so <laughs> this book is loosely based off her life because her parents are from, I think, the Dominican Republic. And mm. so it's about their experience living in America and how they're like dealing with like raising children in America and stuff. And it was it was pretty impactful. I really liked it. It was really short, but it it was very powerful. Yeah, I think I heard someone talking about the poet accent. Mm-hmm. It's like it could have been you. Yeah, it could have been <laughs> me. I think it got like a second in poetry on the Goodreads Choice Awards oh, this year. So. That must have been it. Yeah, because I did look through there mm-hmm. and say, "I'm going to read some of these books." <laughs> yeah, and then I read like Michelle Obama's Becoming. I have not read that yet. I need to really? get on that. And then I read a bunch of, like, romance books. That's, like, one, two, three. Yeah, so I read three, like, romance novels. Um, I read two, like, YA... No, three, like, YA, like, series books. Not the same series. I didn't read three series this month. (laughs) Um, So I read The Fiery Heart, which is the fourth book in the Bloodline series. And then I read And I Darken, the first book in The Conqueror's Saga. And then The Wicked, which is on my list of series, so I'm safe. (laughs) Um, And The Wicked King by Holly Black. Mm, I read that too. What a coincidence. More on that to come. Yes. And then we also both read the second book in the Harry Potter series. Oh yeah, that yeah, that little known series. That little known series, kind of a you know indie like 
Not very. No not one very knows popular. about it. It's it's underground. <laughs> you wouldn't know about it. You wouldn't know about it. Yeah. Well, I read um, not quite as many. Yeah. But I did read um, the Wicked King, like uh, like Jenna did, and the um, Chamber of Secrets. Read that. Um, I just finished in an absent dream, Ooh. which is the fourth book in the Wayward Children series. I so need to start that book. by Seanan McGuire right now. Yes. Oh my god. So I can up my books to like 20. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Well, because I mean, they're so short. And yeah. there's four of them now. So I'll that's just read like, them in a day. The I mean, honestly, you could. Because they're that short. Yeah. But, oh, they're so good. And this last one was my favorite out of them all so far. But I mean, that's because um, the like world that they go to is I, really interesting. Yeah, it's I. but I feel like it's really well suited to like my tastes in terms oh, okay. of like fantasy because it's. I think I was hearing a review about it and someone said it was, like, logic-based or something. Yeah, so, um, it's, the Goblin Market is the world and it's, um, like, based on the idea of, like, fair value. Like, you, you, when you trade with people, you, you both have to, like, make sure that you, like, are giving, like, fair value for what you're getting. Mm -hmm. And then, um, if you don't, there's ways that the Goblin Market, like, gets back at you. Yeah. So, but the main character is very, like, she's very into, like, rules and, like, loopholes and stuff. So she kind of has that, like, kind of, like, crafty, yeah. It sounds good. It was so good. I know even people who had not liked the series before, I was watching some reviews on it. And a lot of people were saying that they enjoyed that one, like, more than they enjoyed, like, any of the other ones in Mm -hmm. the series. Like, someone even said they were about to, like, quit on the series and then they read that one. Yeah, they're... I mean, they're all, like, all of them so far kind of have this, like, core of being kind of, like, like a fairy tale almost yeah. in that it's, like, you know, with, like, the um, omniscient narrator that kind mm-hmm. of is, like, a little bit, like, there's, like, almost a lesson and it's about, like, growing up. But they each have their own flavor because of the different worlds they go mm-hmm. to. Um, so they all have their different feelings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, the, um, the third book was, um, they went to, like, a cotton candy, like like more of like a nonsensical world mm-hmm. and so which was fun like I, I liked that but like this one was definitely a lot more like 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 strict ri- like yeah it was yeah. it was more yeah so it had more rules <laughs> yeah which i really liked it anyway yeah. <laughs> this one's my favorite so far yeah i you know i was just thinking to myself like i feel like the bind up of that series is going to be like beautiful like when they like when they're finally all out and they do a bind up do you know how many uh books there's going to be I don't, I don't think that the author knows, because I think someone asked her, and she was just like, as long as they keep buying them, like, as long as I can keep writing them. Yeah. Um, there's that kind one. of worries me, though. Like, I mean, I could see, like, since they're so short, that she could explore, like, a lot of different places, but I would hate to see them, like, kind of get overdone. Yeah, like, that's true. Because I feel like doing more than, like, I okay. This is me saying it, but, like, more than ten would be, like, kind of pushing it. Like, because there is some series that, like, start pushing that number, and I feel like sometimes it's just, like, at that point it's not accessible. Yeah, yeah. Well, in this one, especially, like, I feel like there is kind of, like, a soft cap on it because there's only... Because in terms of, like, plot, like, so far it's... It's been um, mostly about exploring worlds of the characters that were set up in the first book. Yeah. And there's not a lot of, like, forward momentum in, like, the, like, present day plot, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I could see the last book 
being that, though. Yeah, I, I feel like... But I don't know, like, as much about the series as you do. Yeah, because I, I feel like... Because it's... I mean, you know, the first one is uh, just kind of sets up, like, the house with all of these, like, different, you know, kids, kids who are living yeah. there. And so there's not a lot of, like, forward momentum. Like, a lot of them are just waiting for their doors to open back up. Or they're yeah. just waiting to, like become adults basically so Mm -hmm. i don't feel like there would be like a lot but there are a lot lot of explore yeah but there are a lot of characters that haven't been explored like there's this one there's this one character that i'm really excited to see if he gets a book and he went to um like kind of like a like mexican style like afterlife type Mm -hmm. place with like like I think, I don't remember what it's called, but it's, like, it was, like, a Hall of Bones or something like oh, that. okay. And I'm, like, that would be really cool to see that. Yeah. And then there's another character who I really want to see more of, Cade. Like, I'd really like to see more of his story. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited that I, like, have waited to pick them up until we've had a few. Because I do definitely, like, don't, like, lose track of books. But, like, if they're in series, like... I'll just be like, oh man, like, I forgot I read, like, the first book in some series. Yeah, yeah. Like, I even didn't add some to my, like, series list that I'm allowed to read this year because, like, I didn't count ones that, like, I had read the first book but not, like, obviously, like, the second book hadn't come out. I didn't put those all on the list. And so I am cheating with those because I'm like, oh, well, they're not, like, completed series or they're not, like, longer series that, like, I started in multiple books into or, like, whatever. But, yeah. And then I want to say that out of all of the books I read, I read four towards my series goal. So we're four out of 74 right now. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Four out out of of 74. 74, yeah. So I had to do this thing because what I kept doing was uh, sneaking into my journal at night and, like, adding series at the bottom. Oh, no. And so I finally, like, capped it. Like, I put a little line and I was like, you can't add me more. (laughs) No more. Stop it. Yeah. And so I counted them all up today. And so there's 74 at the start of the year, um, not counting the ones that I had already started or read or going to reread to read the sequels 74 oh my god and so last month i read four which i mean i think that's pretty good because if i continue to do that isn't that like 48 yeah if i can do math yeah so even if i only read four a month like that's still 48 books and at that point i think i'm gonna be happy and i'm gonna have to like reevaluate my list and be like which ones are the ones I didn't, like, what series are the ones I didn't get to and why didn't yeah. I get to them? Am I just not excited about them? Maybe I don't need to read them? Like, that could be it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And again, once you do get to the Wayward Children, you can knock all four of them out <laughs> yeah, in an afternoon. Exactly. So I'm hoping to get by. And I know right now I currently am reading... How many that are on my list? So I think I'm reading like three or four of them right now that, um, oh, actually five of them. There's one I forgot to add to my currently reading list because I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to start it in like two days because I have to. So, because <laughs> if I don't start Caliban's War. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I need to start it like now because I just got it from the library. Like I want to say four five days ago so mm-hmm. i need to start it now so i can finish it by the time it goes back to the library right yeah because that's a, a hunky hunky boy and that's book two of the uh expanse series yes. correct yes. yes i'm um almost done with the first book in that oh uh, it's so good like yeah, i feel it's... like 
it's it's gripping and i feel like it's mm-hmm. just enough of like because to me i don't like gore i don't mm. really like uh like icky things and that book kind of has some of that but i feel like they do it in a way where i'm not totally grossed out yeah it does it's definitely not gratuitous yeah it's like I don't need to be beaten over the head with the fact that someone has been beaten over the head. Right, you yeah. Know? <laughs> well, because there's, there's like a body horror aspect mm-hmm. to it of this, yeah. like, I don't want to give it's too like, much. It's like, are you almost like possession? <laughs> yeah, it's like this weird, like, virus type thing. Yeah. But then there's also just regular, like, police brutality type stuff. Yeah. And it's like... It's, it's like so intermingled with so many other things that I feel like they're not just focusing on, like, this gross thing happening to someone's body yeah. that you're like okay, like, I can I can read this because I know this isn't what the whole thing is about. Yeah, and even, like, the firefight stuff where, like, mm-hmm. someone, like, gets, like, a, a laser hole punched through his neck and he's got yeah. blood coming out and it wasn't, like, over the top. It was... Yeah. And it was also because it's, like, narrated from... It's, like, it's third-person narration, but it's from the perspective of a certain character and mm-hmm. so, like, the one of them is, like, a hardened cop and so things don't really bother him. So when he's, like, oh, yeah, and then, like, you know, that person got that that kid got shot like he's he's coping already and he's yeah because he's been on the job so long so it's like not too Mm -hmm. like harsh although the only problem i have with like the tv series is that like in my head i both of the guys are like pretty old in my head oh yeah and like i think in the series like i want to say like they're still like kind of older guys mm-hmm. like they're not like 20 year olds or anything but they're still like younger than how i like imagined yeah. them miller is definitely supposed to be like yeah because that cop i old. yeah i Older. like i see him as like 55 maybe yeah. 60 i think he's i think he is in the book mm-hmm. i want to say because and there's and like there... i i pictured him as like one of those cops with like a beer like a beer belly yeah. and like kind of like white hair mm-hmm. like well, and of course they're going to make them hotter for the, for TV. Well, well, yeah. But I don't know if I like, <laughs> need that guy to be hotter. I right. No, I know. Miller? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't need to be. Like, I don't feel like he needs to be hot. <laughs> no. I mean, like, do any of us need to be hot? I don't think so. I mean, we can't... We don't have to say no. <laughs> but for some people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm almost done with the Leviathan Wakes, the first mm-hmm. book in The Expanse, and it's very good it's very good there's like a lot of like world building that's going on but it's nothing like too it's like they're they're not throwing too much at you yeah because i feel like i feel like that storyline is really setting up for the rest of the series Mm -hmm. because you can see like how many other things are still happening while this like while the storyline of this book is happening Mm -hmm. and so you know that like mores to come because you can see like oh yeah like the belters and like the people from Earth and stuff obviously are going to have some sort of conflict. Right, yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah, there's definitely setting up a lot of different, like, factions and, oh, it's going to be... It's going to be good. It's going to be a lot. Like, it's going to be a lot, but it's going to be good. Yeah. Like, at least if it's as good as the first one was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could all go downhill from here. Who knows? But... Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading that, and then, um, oh, I just... I just finished Aragon, but we'll we'll talk about that. Yes. We'll talk about that. When I, I say eventually read it, but it's probably <laughs> sooner than later. But, um, yeah, because right now I'm trying to finish um, two books I'm, like, at the, like, tail end of. Well, like, one of them I still have, like, 
about 100, 150 pages left. And that's Silver Shadows, which is the fifth book in the Bloodline series by Rochelle Mead. And I've been reading this series for a while. I feel like it's just hard because, like, at first I couldn't get into the characters. Because these are characters that are side characters from a series that is, like, deeply beloved in my heart. Mm. <laughs> like, it is one of my favorite series. So it's hard to, like, then all of a sudden, like, be focusing on these other characters that I'm like, but no, I... But I feel like I'm finally, like, getting, like, situated in the world with them. Even though I'm in, like, the fifth book. So I'm finally situated or whatever. But, um, I feel like I just really like where it is right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to read the last book, which is the sixth one. But I'm also, like, terrified. So, because I... mm, I feel like it's going to break my heart. Although they did mention that they were the author has said that she wants to revisit that world and she already thinks she knows who she wants to like write from the perspective of and stuff and so I think that could be interesting because I do think that there is like a lot in that world to keep like exploring even though like vampires might be dead but not to me (laughs) (laughs) I don't care but they're actually making a comeback there is actually two vampire releases that just got announced by like pretty like two big like YA authors Mm. are releasing vampire novels yeah so is this the return of the vampire novel I don't know if I want like that much yeah I don't I don't want to return to twilight era levels of vampirism but like I I feel like it could be interesting now because like we've gone through so many other like tropes and like deep themes or whatever like because if you think about it we went from what twilight to dystopian to like now i would say we're in like almost like a diversity era where we're reading so many stories from the perspectives and experiences of people who are just like it's just so much like we're learning so much about like different experiences right Mm. now that i feel like that's the main trope that's happening right now and I know some people are like, they're just doing it to to be diverse. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> Diversity's interesting. Yeah. Like, like I just read, um, although this one's a little older, like, so I don't know if it counts for like being in like this. Well, I guess it was um, published in 2016. And I think mm-hmm. we were pretty well past dystopian by 2016. But I read uh, Homegoing by, I think it's, Yasi or something like that. I don't know how to say her name and I apologize. But um, Homegoing is basically like a generational uh, African story where it starts out with like really older relatives and then it starts working its way down. So you get each generation's like experience of the world and how they're like perceived as people And until you get to the end and they, like, look back and it's just so much, like, you can then see, like, generational trauma. You can see, um, Mm. like, just how the built experience of everything that family has gone through to get to, like, the point they're at. And it's crazy. You can just see how everything's interconnected. And I love that. And so I love that, like, these books right now are, like, becoming so popular. Yeah. That I, I definitely that that book's on my list. I want to yeah. read that. I have two other reads because I've been really reading like a lot of fantasy or like romance lately, but I feel like I want some more like different books. 
So I have another one on my list right now that's called If You Come Softly by Jacqueline Woodson. And mm. it's about these two people. I believe um, Ellie and Maya, like, uh, but his name's Jeremiah. So it's Maya. Yeah. That's how you say that, right? Okay. <laughs> Sounds So good. they both go to like a private school and um, I believe Ellie is Jewish and then Maya is African-American and he's only one of the few that go to that school. And it's about like them, I think like starting to have like feelings for each other, but they're both working through like so many different stuff within their family and within mm. like just America in general. So, and it's pretty short. And so I'm excited to see that. And then I'm also... I just got the audiobook for Tyler Johnson was here, which is about a black man dealing with like police brutality, but I'm pretty sure he's younger and he's like dealing with like his, I think something happens with his brother Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know like specifics, but it sounds really good. Is is that a fiction book? Yeah. Yeah. Both of those are fiction. So I think they're going to be good. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely well, feel like there's so many good, like, diverse reads out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's one on my list um, that I've been wanting to read. Um, Children of Bone of Blood and Bone. Oh, yeah. Tomi Adeyemi. Yeah. Take she, a crack at that name. Yeah, I think you did pretty good. You know, she got mm-hmm. in trouble recently, but... Uh, did she? Not because she's problematic, but, like, she didn't really, like... I think the problem with her was she got into the industry and because of this book, and I'm... I don't know if I'm entirely right in saying that, like, I think this is, like, the first book she ever got published. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think it's her first book, like, ever published. Like, I don't know if it's the only one she's ever written. So, and since it was the first one she ever published, she rose to fame rather quickly. Yeah. And so, you know who Nora Roberts is, right? Mm -hmm. She, like, claimed that Nora Roberts had stolen, uh, because Nora Roberts has a book called blood and bone that came out the same year as a children in blood and bone uh-huh. and so tony adiemi said that nora roberts was stealing her name to get like whatever but it's nora roberts yeah like and so it just and also like the names of books are are like something that like so if you don't know a lot about publishing like things take two years to get published if not more so an author writes a book a year, but they're always ahead. So they're writing, the book they're writing this year isn't going to come out for two years. So we're getting the book that comes out like from like two years ago or yeah, something. a lot of work. In, in most into. cases. And so the names are already like picked. And also I think there's like a million books that have the words blood and bone in them. Yeah. And so she kind of like got in a tiff on like Twitter with like a bunch of people. And I think it just has to do with her being like really like new to the industry and Mm. not like totally getting how things work. But yeah. And so I was like, yeah, because I I really wanted to read that book too. And then that happened. And I don't want to say like, oh, like obviously like I feel like I have to be forgiving. She was new, so. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still, like, just, like, it was just unnecessary, like, drama, because Mm, it was, like, nothing. Like, she basically stirred the pot, and then, like, Nora Roberts apologized to her about it, and I was just, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, like, not that, like, Nora Roberts had control over any of that, but I mean, still. So, I mean, it was was nice of her, but. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, so the the book, um, and if you haven't heard of it, Children of Blood and Bone, 
is um, yeah it was a pretty popular release last year I yeah and it's kind of, i think it's ya right yeah it's like it a is ya, YA. Ooh. <laughs> cat didn't like that <laughs> he was um, like no more thanks <laughs> excuse me but um it's like a it's like one of those like ya fantasy novels um you know like we have a ton mm-hmm. of those but it's like based in like african like mythology and folklore yeah. so that's like I've really heard it's really good yeah and i mean it's it's like a neat like there's not a lot of that out there like yeah. there's pl- there's like tons of fantasy that's based on like european, european or like norse and germanic mythology but like yeah. this is something that's that's what on. i really like is actually a bunch of series um just started recently um i think it's called like the shadow of the fox and then there's like um the forest of teeth and lanterns or something like mm-hmm. that um both of which are like um and a few others were released around the same time where they're all based around like Asian mythology. Mm. And so I really like that we're getting like fantasy books that are rooted in mythology that isn't like European. Yeah. I think it's I mean, important. It's like we have so much that's based on, you know, like especially German mythology that's yeah. like, you know, building on like, because like Tolkien, I feel like um, the Lord of the Rings series is like, he is like really deeply rooted in like um, European, but specifically Germanic mythology and like that's great you know that's fun and like especially since it's such like a huge deal in our culture we have like that cultural touchstone of like elves are like this and dwarves are like this but like yeah. i think it's really cool and it's really interesting to like see these other stories that are from like these other like cultural groups and mm-hmm. like just like fresh you know yeah we're keeping things interesting i know i've seen a lot of people like complain online or like people be responding to like other people complaining online about um how they don't like they feel like some of these books are like overdone or whatever they're like oh like why did you just write like the same adventure or the same like hero story but based in another mythology but i think it's important that we like pay attention to the different mythologies Mm -hmm. while also like letting people like diverse authors have their moment yeah even if you feel like it's a repeat of someone's like eastern european like mythology book let them have it like because representation's important yeah and at the end of the day like your family like should be represented yeah and like is it is it a rehash of you know what i mean or is it like because like the the heroes the archetypal hero's story is not like specific to eastern europe like yeah lots of cultures i see a lot of people like being harsh on like the hero's journey lately but Mm -hmm. we all love the hero's journey we all do we love it like at the end of the day like we love a a good heroic story you know for sure and so it's just it's so disheartening to see that people like are butts about it because i'm just (laughs) like no like people want this people like need this like you just you don't have to read it like you should like i don't know like broaden your horizons yeah read something that makes you a little uncomfortable like who the who cares branch out like i'm not your mom or anything but (laughs) (laughs) i mean here's the advice if you want to take it if you don't it's not really my business to be honest yeah exactly reading's private like whatever it doesn't have to be like right now (laughs) (laughs) what are other people gonna hear this no never (laughs) what oh weird Mm. yeah so yeah i think i that's i agree that we're definitely in an age of like diverse stories mm-hmm. coming out which is good yeah no i really like it it's so wonderful. i'm excited to see like what's coming next yeah i guess yeah definitely 
And, like, not even diversity in terms of, like, you know, different ethnic backgrounds or anything. Even diversity in, like, different, like, kinds of bodies and different, mm-hmm. like, abilities and different, like, like non-neurotypical people yeah. and stuff. And that's something I think that in the I'm the Wayward Children series, <laughs> I'm talking about that oh. again. But um, there's, like, in the third book the character is the main character is like she's like fat and um i think that there was like a a lot of attention paid to like how people navigate the like how like like people navigate the world differently it was just it was really cool and like she she made a point of like including someone who was you know this main character and she's like a little chunky and it's like her her world that she went to was like a deep sea like mermaid world and so she was like yeah it was great that i was that i'm fat because it's like keeps me warm yeah down in the in the ocean and it was like mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good point yeah <laughs> and i don't know it was just it's really cool to see like all of these different like stories that you don't typically see yeah because we're definitely like in a time that like things are very much like changing at least for like books and such like it's no longer just okay to have like only represent one experience Mm -hmm. like just not give me more i want more more yeah we need to stop asking the bare minimum of people yeah and ask for a little bit more you know that's a good that's a good point yeah Yeah. i agree i agree yeah i'm like write me more books please all right well i hope this was a good uh wrap up of our general thoughts feelings otherwise but i have one more thing to do before we go. So I was reading this little known book called uh, Discovery of Witches by uh-huh. uh, Deborah Harkness, which is by uh, which is also a BBC series. Uh. <laughs> That's me throwing up in my mouth. Oh no. Anyway, let me I have some things to read for you. Let's see. okay. So I have to go read the the points I had highlighted. This is basically a knockoff Twilight that I was not aware of. I went to read it and I just thought it was going to be good. And so this is something, this is what I wrote on Christmas Day because this is what I was doing on Christmas. And I said, how is something so well written, have zero character connections and a long drawn out plot line that is so uninteresting? Like, she, she's a good writer, but I'm so used to this being the other way around. <laughs> and so that was something that I said. But then, I have two highlights of quotations that the male character has said in this book. Oh, God. He said, he doesn't like women. He's an intellectual snob. Is a line he thought... So he's thinking about, he's describing himself. Yeah. And so he's Are like, those two supposed to be connected? I'm an intellectual in snob the, and I love women. They're in the same sentence. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Like, like they're mutually inclusive. Oh boy. <laughs> like they have to be together. And then another thing he's quoted as saying, but women are no good at theology. Oh boy. <laughs> Just oh, the whole boy. subject. And so a lot like, to unpack there. There was like some other things, but like it was just like at every turn, like this girl is supposed to be obsessed with this guy and in love with this guy, but this guy is literally shitting on women. What I don't get is this book's written by a woman. 
And so I was reading this and I was like, at first I was so interested because it's about, um, not like a, I think she might be like a PhD student or a PhD like researcher or something. Not in in theology apparently. Yeah. So she (laughs) is like going through all these texts and finding stuff and she ends up finding a text that is like sacred to like basically uh like witches vampires and like Uh whatever and so she accidentally is like found this book and she ends up giving it back like to where she found it or whatever but everyone like for some reason knows she like had touched this great book or something and so everyone starts coming out of the woodwork because apparently like there's some like ancient knowledge in this book that's supposed to like like help everyone or something Mm -hmm. i don't know but so it started out like pretty interesting and the girl was like really smart but as soon as they introduced this one guy as the love interest i was just screaming oh my god because i was like no no like Like, he's every man i've ever hated all in one person do you need us to come get you like are you okay and i i mean i read like I got to 47% of this 600-page book in two days. It was good. It was, like, well-written. But this guy, I couldn't understand why she liked him. Oh, my God. Well, maybe by the end, he, like, turns out to be, like, manipulate, Like, what's it called? Hypnotizing her or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So I'm going to finish it, like, eventually. Keep us posted. Yeah, I'll let you know. But I'm going to finish it, and then I think I'm going to watch the BBC show, because that's why I read it, yeah. was because everyone was raving about this TV show. Because it does, it sounds interesting. Like, the plot yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah, the plot was really interesting, so I was like, oh, how have I never heard of this book series before? Some people freaking love it. And now I'm like, no. Why? Why? Boy. Boy, no. Okay. All right. Well, on that note. (laughs) On that note, that is the end. And so I hope that you enjoyed our conversation. Our our little ramble, if you will. Um, I want to remind you that you can email us at we love books podcast we talk books we talk books oh my god i'm sorry sleepy we talk books podcast at gmail.com there it is or at our twitter we talk books cast that's yeah that's where we are i'm so good all right (laughs) 